Hello. Hi, this is Jordan. So Mitski is not really on the show this week, but kind of. This is a rebroadcast of the first version of this podcast that I did eight years ago in 2014. It was on the second episode of this show, and then no other episodes came out. And this episode mostly just lives on YouTube and my SoundCloud page and gets discovered by Mitski obsessives who seem to really like it. So I decided to throw it into the feed, but with the music I used for her cut out because um, it will almost certainly get taken down by her distributor. Uh, I think it's good. Mitski fans seem to like it. TBD, if you like it. Don't let me know if you like it, because I don't give a fuck. Okay, here it is. You're from all over, right? Yeah, so my father works for the State Department. He's a Foreign Service officer, so we move to a different country every year or every other year. Um, so I have a Japanese passport and a U.S. passport, but that's to the extent of my knowledge of like where I'm from, you know? So. How many countries have you lived in? Um... I think, I don't really know. Um, I went to 13 schools, um, but some t- some of those schools were like in the same country, so I don't know. But And I've also lived in countries without going to school there, so it's, I don't, I have never really counted. I should like tally them up. That's sometime. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think of like going home where do you think about like is that even a place that's not a place and like i had you know whatever identity crisis about it like a few years ago but now i'm fine with like not having a, a home it's just like um it's just i don't know it's convenient for my lifestyle right now because i'm on tour all the time and like having having some place to miss can be really inconvenient but I think, like, for holidays, I just go wherever my parents are at the moment or just go to my friend's house or whatever. Um, Man, that's crazy. I My bedroom at my mom's house uh-huh. is the room my crib was in. That's amazing. I kind of love that. You know, I really, like, even though I say, like, it's okay to not have a home, it's still, I still, like, have fantasies about, like, oh, wow, it would have been so nice if I, like, knew a place since I was born, you know? Yeah, that, I can't even fathom not having that. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Orange County, New York. It's oh, like an okay. hour outside the city. Mm-hmm. I've been on an airplane three times. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, like, your carbon footprint is really great. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also don't know how to drive. So oh, I actually <laughs> I've know taken how... taken public transit everywhere. Yeah, I know how to drive, but I don't have a license, which is really... Incon- actually, I should get a license because I'm going to be on tour, and I've always had other people drive for me, um, but I should actually have a license for that. Does not having, a, like, a, a stable base Mm -hmm. growing up does that make touring easier yeah it makes it easier because my whole life has been about adapting to new environments um yeah I guess I mean I don't know any difference so I don't know if if touring would have been harder or easier if I had a home base because I don't know what that feels like um but okay well is touring easy 
touring is great for me i feel like i'm like in my element when i'm on tour when i'm like heading towards something always you know because on tour there's such a sense of purpose where you go somewhere and you do your job and then you go another place and you do your job and i'm like i feel like i'm so in my element when i'm on tour um so yeah i i don't know i that's why this whole year i want to be on tour just i don't like once this place um this apartment that we're in right now which is mine (laughs) um um once the lease is up i'm just not going to renew the lease and not have a place and just like be on the road who books your tours well i did up until now i haven't all my tours so far have been either booked by me or like the people i'm on tour with um but i just recently got a booking agent because it got to a point where like I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, it's also just... people want to see you play now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck those people. These horrible people that want to see you play music and pay $10 <laughs> to do so. Yeah, so... Um, Who's your booking agent? Right now, um, it's two people, Max and Jackie. I've never actually met them, but they're part of some booking agency. Um, they're professionals, so I trust them. Cool. And this whole year is going to be about touring so i just don't have the capacity to book anymore just because i can't book like the rest of my year on my own you know so yeah i have booking agents now what did you do prior to this because i've i haven't known you for so long i feel Mm -hmm. like the first show we did was may of this year right yeah, I guess. Is that Death by Audio? Yeah. So I've known you for a little under a year. And uh-huh. until Mike from Double Double Whammy emailed me saying that he had uh, a new artist that he was uh, that was on his label and he yeah. wanted to do a show for, I had never heard of you or seen you on a bill with people I knew. Yeah. Um, well, that was because, like, um, I graduated from SUNY Purchase basically either the year we met or the the year before i guess i no wait i graduated 2013 class of 2013 so i met you right before you graduated yeah and then so i i like started playing shows actively in nyc once i graduated um i think that's why it is and before that i was just i i wasn't much of a band person i was more like i was a composition person so i like had recitals you know in my conservatory I wasn't really in the whole like going to shows mentality mm-hmm. that's a really recent thing actually did you go to the purchase conservatory yeah okay yeah yeah I didn't know that mm-hmm. um <laughs> wait so what was touring like doing that um my first tour I went on was mostly just an excuse to go on a road trip with my friends from conservatory and it was like it wasn't even it was the best tour ever but it also was like wasn't a a real professional lucrative thing it was just like let's go jump into rivers in upstate new york you know and then the second tour i did um was with my band and that was once i was on ddw and then the third one was with Level Up, which was like a cross-country thing. And the fourth one was with Johanna Warren, who's another singer-songwriter. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and then that's those are the four tours I've been on. So the last three tours happened, what, this in the past year? Yeah. Oh, so touring's new for you for the most part. Yeah, it's 
basically, I mean, I mean, I'm not like. I mean, I guess not because yeah. you've been <laughs> on tour your whole life. But yeah, I, I, yeah, the whole like being in a band and touring thing is new. The whole doing music thing is not new. I've been doing that for a while. Just the this new format is very new to me. Hey, this is Jordan again in the present. Originally, this interview was in three segments. Each segment was broken out by a song in between. There's not really a good transition between the last segment and the next one, so I'm just popping up here to let you know why it sounds weird. Ask me that question again. So you, you're asking me whether like people resent me for things? Yeah. Yes, people definitely resent me for things, and I'm, I'm like in the thick of it right now. I shouldn't like mention any names, but they're just. Um, I'm surprised there are names. Most of the time, it's just like douchebags on the internet. No, no, it's it's all real. Um, oh fuck, that sucks. Yeah, it's it sucks because, well, okay, so I'm I guess like I'm in a scene in that I like play with a lot of the same bands or like I I I play in similar venues and so. Now that I'm, like, branching out or, like, trying different things, a lot of those people have expressed that they feel betrayed or, like, I don't know, used in a way. Like, I used the whatever scene there is to get ahead, and that's, like, so hurtful because the fact is, in my mind, I would have been doing this music thing regardless of any scene, but I found this scene... Um, and I really liked it, so I immersed myself in it, and then now I'm trying to do something different. And so it's it's like, I don't, I'm still in the thick of it, so it's hard for me to explain, but um, a lot of people have assumed that I, um, that people are listening to my music because I'm in a certain scene, and in my mind, I've been making music regardless of any scene, and even if I wasn't in this quote-unquote scene, I still would have been doing music, you know? Um, mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm going in circles. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just want you to clarify. Um, you keep saying now that you're going off in a di- different direction. Mm-hmm. What What's that actually mean? That That mostly just means, like, I don't know, starting to, like, work with different bands or work playing trying to play different venues and like expanding and doing things that I haven't done before that isn't confined to the Brooklyn scene or to certain venues or certain bands um and I'm just getting to know a lot of different people and I'm just growing as an artist and thinking of like different kinds of music to make um it's all very it's all it's all very um it's not compound in that I have a plan to make to do something different it's just that you're growing yeah i feel like when this happens and i feel like it also invariably happens to anyone who starts to become successful the the two forms it takes are one people who have been around for a long time finally getting recognized and what they're told is you represent this community and now you're abandoning it. Yeah. Like you're a staple and now you're leaving us. Yeah. And we need you. Right. Um, and then the other 
time it happens is uh you never cared about this community you used us as a stepping stone Mm -hmm. you didn't pay your dues yeah and there's no winning yeah it's either uh you need to be playing your friend's house for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. because you owe it to us yeah or like i don't know what people think you should have done instead yeah and and it's it's that sense of entitlement it was barry gordy gonna like show up to your dorm room and give you a record contract barry gordy made for some reason the only music (laughs) like record executive (laughs) i could possibly think of um but yeah that's that's exact that's exactly it and it's well a lot of people have like turned around and made it seem like i've gone corporate greed and that's insane because i'm still not making any money and i've like i've actively been turning down all these different offers even though it would be nice to have money just because i don't align with whatever um whatever you know those companies or whatever those um projects stood for so i've actually been like fighting fighting off opportunities to make money so being told that like i'm abandoning the scene for money is like so enraging to me because that's i wish i mean but i'm i'm like i'm not and i i can't i can't you know and i've i see other people in my scene like having their music in commercials and i'm like that's great for them and i i i never take it upon myself to like condemn them for that because every musician is on their own path it's just i don't want to have my music in commercials so it's it's bewildering to think that other musicians or other people in the scene would condemn me for doing what I feel is right for my career and I'm not even like doing any of the things that they're accusing me of, you know. So it's just it's it's all high school. It's all just like words flying around that aren't true. Um I feel like I'm get, getting way too deep into Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about something else. Um I'm trying to think I have something I want to talk to you about that might enrage you more okay and i feel like maybe we should talk about something happier but there's a chance that this might go nowhere and if it does i'll just like edit it out (laughs) but um i feel like the farther people get away from being straight white or guy oh my god (laughs) hold on the closer they get to people making comparisons to other people's music okay. that has nothing to do with their music yeah. and just has to do with some identifying factor. Yes. That's what, accurate. <laughs> what, what's the current champion of somebody that you're sick of getting compared to that you feel like actually has nothing to do with your music? Well, when I used to do when I used to do piano songs, people would say Regina Spector, and I would just be like, "That's not true." <laughs> um, oh, <that's> so yeah, <laughs> but but I but now that I don't play piano anymore, people don't say that. I don't know. It's um, uh, well, the thing is, there's a lot of Angel Olsen comparisons, and I don't mind those because I really love her music, but I also feel like. The fact that everyone is saying Angel Olsen has to do with the fact that she's a woman. Um, I don't get how you're aesthetically similar. I don't. I don't either. Well, that's the thing. And then someone on Facebook recently said, "I'm." This is a quote: "Alex G with girl parts," and I was just like, "Uh, oh no." I actually <laughs> hold on. 
Well, this that I is love, phrased horribly. Yeah. But in spirit, I, I agree with that the most. I know, and that's why I like that comment. But it's just like at at the same time, I'm like, why do you have to use the term girl parts? It's just like you also have similar haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're aesthetically similar in that yeah. way. But anyway, so there's there's yeah, but that's who's using the phrase girl parts. I don't know who that person is. It was just, they, it was a comment on one of my statuses and it's just like, but the thing is, it's one of those things where it's like a lot of people just, even me a year or two ago would have like said some really faux pas shit because I wasn't informed. So a lot of it has to do with just being informed. Like this kid was probably in high school and didn't know how to ex- yeah it's yeah. just a matter of you've never had a conversation about that yeah that is how people talk yeah and unless you have a conversation about why that sounds dumb you don't realize it because everyone talks like right that. yeah so but anyway that's uh that's that's one like i liked that comment and i got where that person was coming from but there was a part of me that was like uh <laughs> I get a lot of messages and emails from people I don't know who like listen to my music and I think because of the emotional content of my music people really relate to both my music and to me as a person which is a really beautiful thing but sometimes um, they it seems to be forgotten that they don't actually know me or they feel like they know me, but they don't actually. And they email me or message me as if, you know, we've been friends for a long time and they share a lot of things with me um, and they kind of unload on me. And on one hand, I think that's like a wonderful and like honorable position to be in where people trust me with their personal issues and lives um, but on the other hand, like, I can't, I can't always, um, answer to that or I can't always emotionally fulfill them or, like, reply with good answers as to what they're talking to me about. Um, and it's, it's, j- and there's so much expectation for me to, or there's so much expectation for me to be, like, a, a counselor in a way or it seems Mm. like it because they message me and I don't know how to respond or I don't feel comfortable responding so I don't respond or I just like respond with a shorter email and then like I get another email like I thought you know you would understand or like I I thought like I I shared this with you or like why are you ignoring me or I thought you were you know in my scene or I get these um, kind of like resentful messages afterwards when I'm not who they thought I was. And that's always painful because it seems to be forgotten that we've never met or like I don't actually know them or I don't owe them anything. Who, what, who are these people? Honestly, it's mostly, it's mostly, you know, I don't know who they are. They're, they just like find, cause I'm active on social media and Tumblr and, and, um, so I guess because I interact a lot. Um, they find me. But are they like in New York? Are they teenagers? Are they girls? Mostly, I mean, I I get a lot of things from teenagers. And I don't want people who are listening to this, whoever they are, to be like, oh, she doesn't want to like talk to me. Because that's not my point. 
because it's always really wonderful when people open up to me and I feel a connection with people I don't know like oh they understood my lyrics or oh they related to what I was saying but it's it's also like it's a fine line between that and then feeling like they're entitled or they or I owe them a friendship or I owe them kind of like mm. a guidance because I I'm not qualified to do that I'm I'm a musician and I'm like a young person just like them and I don't know the answers and I can't be everybody's best friend, you know. So that's like a painful thing for me actually because I do want to relate to and help all these people who are reaching out, but I don't, I can't, I don't know how to, you know. Who did you relate to when you were a teenager? Um, I don't know. I feel like the, 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 maybe it's a generational thing. I, I didn't. You're 23. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I didn't, and also my family just got internet really late and we were abroad. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have a chance to talk to any of the people I related to. Um, So maybe it's like an internet thing where they feel like they're closer or they feel like they can talk to me more, which is great. But it's also like, I can't be held responsible for their feelings, you know? Mm. I think a lot of it is people... Uh, feeling like there's another half to how they feel. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of being a teenager is you're like filled with all these feelings, but you don't know where they go. Yeah. And a lot of times you end up projecting that on the things that incite those feelings. Right. Totally. Be it like a crush or an artist mm-hmm. or somebody like that. And... If somebody really likes uh, Fiona Apple, mm-hmm. they can't like Tumblr message her. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it's it's. I don't know what the answer is because I really like, I really do want to connect with people in that way because I know what what it feels like and I know. It, like, makes all the difference when there's just even one person out there who says, like, I'm sorry or just, like, I know how that feels. But I can't... I have a really complex life to live as well, and I'm really fucked up, too. So it's, like, I don't... I can't always... You can't hand me your life and expect me to do something with it. Yeah, I also can't imagine anyone who could have benefited from me giving them advice when I was 23. 